0: Before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years, I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant friend and confidant, Nick. Hello.
1: Hello, how are you, Miss Jones? Liz. 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 Liz Liz Jones. Liz. Liz Jones.
0: Well, I'm feeling quite buoyant this morning Oh. because, Ooh. finally, because of Covid last year, my book is coming out as a physical paperback, Yeah, my novel, my comic novel, on July 14th. Yay. And it's
1: coming out as an audiobook. It is. We had loads and loads of requests for audiobooks. Lots of people wanted them. Dog walking and stuff, I think. See, I don't really listen to audiobooks
0: because I'm deaf and I'm not used to listening to things. So I like a physical book. I like a physical book in the bath. And it means, because it's coming out on July 14th, you can all buy it for your holiday because it's very much a holiday read. It is. On the beach or in the wind and
1: the rain, somewhere like Yorkshire. You've got your little book to snuggle down with. It is. And we are going to be selling them as well direct from the website. So you can get a signed special copy with some special embossed cover or something. I'm not quite sure what yeah, the publisher's got Yeah, it's a limited edition land, <laughs> collector's item.
0: But it will be lovely. <laughs> and this book is the funniest book since Bridget Jones, according to my very long dead mum. She wrote that review. It is. And this weekend, you can go to my website and you can read a chapter
1: Yes, we're going to put an extra So you cup. can
0: decide whether or not you want to invest in it, which of course you do,
1: obviously.
0: And Nick inspired one of the characters. She inspired the bigger character. It's
1: going to be the fat one, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? One it's of the going characters. To, spoiler alert: I've inspired the fat one. <laughs> so have you been this week, Nick? You've been yeah. out and about, haven't you, I after have. lockdown
0: has ended? I
1: have. It's 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 like amazing. Martin metamorphosised into somebody that actually did something. And do you know why that was? It was because we could go into a pub. That's why. So did he book your table? For the first time in years, he proactively arranged a night out. He said, oh, I've booked a table. And there's me thinking, oh, great, a Chinese. Oh, something I'd really like. And it's like, no, it's the Black Lion and I'm like, really? The so first many, night out, we to the Black Lion.
0: How many points? Oh, you drink? I
1: didn't even bother counting. I didn't even bother. But I was surprised actually because I thought it would be busier in, in Richmond, in the town, than it was. It was it was quite quiet. But so. do you have
0: a fear of going out? A lot of people have Fogo.
1: No, no, I've not got Fogo. I mean, we're sort of in a table. In It's all very well done. You know, you go in and you're sat down. And Did they you put makeup ch- on? Do you know what? This is what I was going to say. Everybody, it's like the new going out. Even like if you go to the pub normally in jeans or something, everyone's rocking up. The men are in shirts. The women are in high heels and full makeup. Like we're full ball gown makeup. And... It's so long <laughs> since I wore heels. I was like one of those zombies walking across the floor in your pocket. <laughs> so it's like... You, did you <laughs> have
0: to hold on to passing strangers? Well, I
1: sort of... You know, like you stand in front of the mirror and your outfit, you know, and you're quite pleased with your outfit. You know, you've got your heels on, you've got your... You suck your stomach in, you know. I don't have
0: any mirrors in my house. I'm like Dracula.
1: I know I have to have a mirror because it's like... I, I, I don't want any shocks when I walk past a shop window. And you're fine when you're stationary, but then you start trying to walk in heels so you can't suck your stomach in at the same time. Then you get a close-up and realise that you've got to the age now. Suddenly you've aged over lockdown, and where you could put foundation on before and it covered up your things, now it just sinks into the cracks. So you actually end up sort of crackled, walking like a zombie, and with your gut hanging out over your trousers that you thought you'd sucked in quite nicely. But it is, it's the new get really dressed up thing. I mean, there was there was girls in, like... It was very Pat Butcher, actually. Uh, there was, seemed to be a lot of leopard skin and zebra skin type prints. Well, I think that's quite good because the
0: thing that I've not liked about living in the countryside is no-one ever gets dressed up.
1: Oh, they are now. And everyone wears a fleece. No, even for the black lion, mate, it's, it's full go, go, go. I mean, Martin, Martin... Let me just put this into context. He put a shirt on. Did he iron it? No, no, no. It was He was hanging up in the wardrobe ready. He put a shirt on. And when we're talking, he goes to the pub covered in lamb's afterbirth and cow poo. And and I sort of say, do you want to shower and get changed first? And it's like, oh, no, it's all right. And I'm like, really? Really? It's not all right? But he put a shirt on. So it is, it's the new going out. So, what have
0: you been reading apart from reading again my novel, which is out on July the fourteenth? I'm going to be
1: rereading that and and uh, we're sort of listening to it as well because I can listen to it while I dog walk, see how my characters brought to life. <laughs> um, I've been reading a book called Life Support by Jim Down, and it's about um, an ICU doctor who has been working through COVID. And it's just, I thought with the lockdown sort of like gradually easing out, it was quite nice. It was quite a nice, timely book to read. And was he moaning
0: about it though?
1: No, do you know? I I mean, I love these medical books. I love Adam Kay. I I love these books. I, I mean, I devour them. Don't know why. I've sort of now got this sort of like idea that I might have been a good doctor for some reason, which so I wouldn't you're, have been.
0: you have a feeling for medical books the same as I've got a feeling for pony books.
1: Yeah, I like, I've i just got it... Since I read Adam Kay's books, I've just got into them and I really enjoy them. But he really... Sort of, what I liked about it is it, it really humanises the NHS. It really humanises the teams in the NHS because I sort of think of the NHS as this sort of wall. They know what to do with COVID. We're ill. We go in. We get sorted and it talks about how they're trying to find their way when it first starts. And different teams in different hospitals are approaching it differently. So it was quite interesting from that point of view because I thought it would be... This is, there is there any how... humour in that? It's, no, it's not a particularly humorous book, but it's a really heartfelt book. It was so nice, the little things that they do that aren't really part of their job that they shouldn't necessarily be doing But they are, and you don't know about these things. You know, the patient's asleep and they're doing these, you know, sort of extras. And it just really humanises them. And it talks about their reservations, about the Nightingale, you know, and all this hype about it and how well it was going to work. So did you
0: call that book in using your own name or my name? My name. My name. But you know everyone who's listening... After eight weeks, she still hasn't picked up my book about oh Vogue from the post office. It's
1: never open. It's never She's never open. picked up
0: my book from the... She's all about herself. No,
1: it's never... Yeah, but this one actually arrived at I my house. I bet you picked up your book. No, it arrived at my house. I was all right, Jack. <laughs> you want to hear about this week's column? Go on then, tell
0: me. Because tell this me. week's column... Da-da-da! ...is all about my review... Not of my new novel, which is out on July the 14th. It's my review of my first date with Cambridge Man. Is it out on July the 14th? Yes. It is. Just in time for holidays. (laughs) So I got a text.
1: Got a text. It's weird. Need to do the
0: Island thing. Got a text. And it took a while to get the text because I drove home after our lunch. I waited for my review and I waited. And finally he texted. Did you know what he said? Go on. Hope you and the dogs had a nice drive back. It was lovely seeing you. That's nice and polite. It's not quite
1: the rave I was hoping for. It wasn't love at first sight. No, no, for God's sake, what do you want? The man's being polite, he's being appropriate.
0: So I replied, thanks so much for lunch. I had a lovely time. And he said, so did I. You have a wonderful laugh and smile. What do we think of that?
1: That's nice.
0: Very complimentary, but not over the top. Good. I think what it means is, so did I. You have resting bitch face. (laughs) God. You really need to look for the positive, Jones. Look for the positive. So I said, "Um, it was lovely to meet you. You have a lovely smile. And he said, thank you. When I first saw you, my heart jumped. Oh. Your smile makes you even more attractive. Oh.
1: That's full And then he
0: said... He was nervous because he drove three hours to a hot date. It's quite strange, someone talking about a date with me as a hot date.
1: Oh, but it's nice, so isn't it? And he changed just before he got there in the car park. I like that. Bit of spray of deodorant, I bet, as well. see, I
0: think that's a bit of a revelation, that a man would change behind a beach towel in a car park before a date. And I thought that was just me doing a
1: reverse striptease. No, I mean, thank God men exist actually want to be clean and fresh on a date. I mean, thank God, I'd have got light lamb But it's birth. just as well, I couldn't
0: see the car part from my table of him doing a reverse striptease behind a beach towel. <laughs> it's quite a posh restaurant as well, wouldn't it? That'd be quite funny. <laughs> and then he said, it was easier for me meeting you because I know you were little, because we've ex- been exchanging texts and he's been reading my three million Google entries. I was going to say, there's not exactly anything that he said you've lived a life that's because of all my antidotes your antidotes You, donald trump so interesting and you have a massive heart but also so attractive that's because i was wearing about six feet of makeup primer tinted moisturizer chanel foundation concealer powder well you've obviously got the art of not getting it in the cracks that's five layers But the new powder—that's the No, but new powder doesn't go into the cracks like old powder. It's new powder. I need new
1: powder then. Mine's probably about twenty years old. And then he said, "I wanted to kiss you." That's very forward. But, but
0: the collie got in the way. I want you to get your COVID jab first. Don't you think that's a bit bossy? (laughs) Don't you think that's a little bit East German police state?
1: Tickle, isn't it just but got the that's like me saying it. to
0: him, I wanted to kiss you, Cambridge man, but do you have any condoms? No, <laughs> I'm sorry, Carrie Grant. Have you, I wanted to kiss you, Cambridge man, but have you brushed your tongue? It's, I just felt a, a little bit bossy. That's a, that's a valid point, though.
1: But C- Carrie Grant would never say. I want you to get your coat. He would just sweep you into his arms and do it. Don't talk about it. Do it. Do it.
0: But don't you think that was a bit bossy? We've had another layer of uncertainty of relationships between men and women. You know, how much is in your bank account? Do you have more than a nectar card in your wallet? Do you own a house no. and a car? Have you brushed your tongue? Have
1: you had the Covid jab? Maybe you, you should carry your, your like your little vaccination card, like a badge, name badge. It's just being practical, bless him.
0: But... And then he typed, I'd like to see you again. And this time, you know, I fancy you in person, not just from your photos. Though I didn't get to do a complete up and down as you sat down so quickly. But I was in Bottega Veneta heels. What did he expect? You probably fell
1: down, didn't you, after yeah, all this time? Yeah, I was time. leaning on the ta- I was holding on to Minnie. Did you do a zombie like me, like trying to get No, I was the more table. like
0: um, Dick Emery <laughs> at the end of his sketch. Two days later, he sent another text. I got a text.
1: A text.
0: So now I know I fancy you, are we arranging another date?
1: What do you mean, so I know I fancy you? What about if you fancy him? Well, he is, I mean, he
0: is, as we know, he's the same age as my hacking jacket. Same age as me? Same age as you, he's 51. He's got all his own hair, he's got all his own teeth. He's got a gap in his
1: between his two front teeth. Doesn't that mean something, like lucky or something? I thought only women got gas between their teeth. No, I think it was supposed to mean something. I I think it's an omen of something. I'll have to Google it. So anyway,
0: we've we've set our next date, which will be a second date, which is far too soon to have sex. Uh, Says she. Although I did offer to pay when we meet for our second date. I said this time it will be on me. And he said, I think we have to wait until our third or fourth date. Before Hang on you a minute. pay.
1: Hang on a minute. Says she, who folded back the toilet paper into a Hotel V. No, but I'd like to be prepared.
0: I don't think I'd have actually gone through with it. Yeah.
1: Good, good. Play hard to get. Value your wares. No dropping of the jobbers. But I'm quite nervous about the second date. Well, the first date went well and you've already met. Just look forward to it. Yeah. You're not doing all the... Three hours in the spa and all that? No, I am. Oh, you're not. Yeah, next week. But if you don't, if you don't go and do all your things, then you're guaranteed not to have sex with him. You can protect yourself. I was a bit annoyed with the
0: spa, actually, because they emailed me yesterday and they said, the hairdresser has been taken over. We've taken it over in-house, so it's not an external business running the hairdresser. So we need you to come in 24 hours before to do a patch test. Oh, sod off. I think that abuses my civil rights, you know, having to do a patch test.
1: But surely they must have it on I mean, if I was was going to be
0: dead from dyeing my hair, I'd have died long ago.
1: Yeah, you would. You'd have been a shriveled up little shriveled.
0: Yeah. So I said, I'm not coming in for a patch test. Sod off. I'll take the risk. I'll sign a waiver. But you have to dye my hair because I have date number two coming up on Friday. So even the spa knows I'm about to have sex. Everyone who works at the spa, the don't, manager. Don't
1: have all your Peter. waxing and stuff, because then that, then you'll be like, no, I can't. I'm going to maintain my dignity. I'm going to play hard to get. Don't have what? Don't have all your waxing and stuff, because that'll put no, you but off. No, that's the only reason I'm going. No, but that'll put you off. Then, you, then you'll you'll stay covered up. No, but I like to be prepared. No, but I'm trying to protect you here. I'm trying to protect you. You know you say I'm a prude. <laughs>
0: You can read this week's diary in full from *Men on Sundays, You magazine. But do you know what set me thinking about my archive of columns, extensive archive? For I'm going to donate it to a library if they want it. Sell it. Sell whatever we've got. What did you think of Naomi Campbell becoming a mum at 50? I just saw feet. Wasn't it one of those arty pictures of the feet in the hand? But no one knows how Naomi Campbell's had the baby, whether it's a surrogate or she's adopted or she's had some sort of medical intervention. But I think
1: it's a good, it's it's probably a good time because if you've had this amazing career, which she has, and you're wealthy, which she is, it's quite a good time, isn't it, to then say, actually, I'm ready now to do something different to have a baby. But see, I had an older mum.
0: I was the last of seven children, and my mum was in her 40s when she had me. And growing up, my mum, I always saw her as a very old woman. She never went shopping with me for outfits. She never talked to me about things like boyfriends or menstruation. She was always a very, very old mum. And... When you've got an older mum, you don't have her for long enough. So I wasn't that
1: old when I lost her. Yeah, but it's it's different now. I mean, look at Naomi Campbell at 50 and look at women 30 years ago at 50. It's a whole different kettle of fish. Look at you at 60 plus. You know, you're... Don't mention that
0: live on air, Nicola. Look
1: look at you as a slightly older lady. How like I'm amazing not older. <laughs> I bet I could walk up that hill faster than you. <laughs> look you're old I'm fat <laughs> it's a challenge it's a challenge no but I mean older women now are so much younger they're so much younger in the way they look the way they their fitness their you know she, she's gonna do all that with her kids. she's gonna be energetic with the kids. she's gonna take them shopping I mean if your mum's supermodel Naomi Campbell you're doing pretty good aren't you you're doing pretty well Well, this
0: reminded me of a column I wrote in 2004, and I guess then I would have been 44-something, 46. Is this your real age, or is this No, this is the the real age, age. (laughs) yeah. I'm not sure whether he knew my real age at this (laughs) point. No, this is it. I wasn't sure if it was NURPLE years. (laughs) So I'm married at this stage, but I'm in my 40s. So it's make-or-break time, isn't it, really? It is, yeah, it is. And also, when you're married to someone, you think they're pretty committed to you, don't you? I think that's a fair assumption. You know, you think you're going to get a date on New Year's Eve. Yeah, fair assumption. You think there's going to be someone around for Christmas lunch and someone to go out with and have sex with on your birthday. It's kind of written into the law. It is,
1: yeah, it's the contract.
0: So this is 2004 and I'm writing in New magazine... I found out why the husband has been so quiet and peculiar these past couple of weeks. I was upstairs watching the penultimate episode of Sex and the City when he came into the room, turned the tea off and came next to me. He was upset. He'd been talking to his friend Bummy most of the afternoon. She had been very down, feeling very sick because of the chemo. She had lung cancer. Oh,
1: awful.
0: Even though she'd never, ever smoked, she had lung cancer. And That's it went to fair. her brain.
1: That's not fair.
0: We talked about Bummy for a bit, and then he said, Lizzie, I really need to be a dad. And you can't do that, can you? Because he thought I was extremely old. And he was only just about 30. Wasn't a surprise, though. I mean, he married you, didn't he? So I said, what do you mean? You want to leave me and find someone younger what? He said, I'm 30 now. I don't care about being successful anymore. I just want to bring up a child. I think I'd make a really good dad. Well, that wasn't true because he was a child. He couldn't even phone the gas board.
1: Well, I suppose he'd have
0: someone to play with. So I said, do you want a child with me or with someone else? Well, he said, you don't want a child, do you? And I just can't do that. I went cold. (gasps) I said, no, I thought you didn't want one. You're always going on about how your friends say women change when they have a baby and it can ruin a relationship. Of course I want one. I didn't really want one. I'm so relieved, he said, finally. I was telling Bumi that I wanted a baby and you didn't. And she kept saying I had to talk to you, but I kept putting it off. She said I'd be sacrificing the fact I have a lovely wife, me,
1: who cares about
0: me. The night before you went to LA, this is still him talking, I went to bed and I could hear the baby next door crying and it didn't annoy me one bit. Yeah, one night, one night. We decided against IVF, not because of the rigmarole and the huge probability it won't work, but because it seems a bit selfish to go to all that effort and expense when there are so many children out there with no food, sleeping on mud floors, with no education or love. So we've decided to adopt a little girl from India. This husband is going to surf the internet to find out how we go about it. Apparently it helps if you have some connection with the country you want to adopt from and as the husband is from the Punjab, it should be no problem. And also, when you fill in the first form to adopt, your age collectively has to be less than 90 and because he was so young, our collective age was less than 90. Bonus. And then he said, you'll have to put carpet in the spare room. (laughs) That's a bit obscure. Why? (laughs) Because he thinks babies are going to crawl around. And I just had my lovely original floor sanded. And I'd had my lovely original floor made the same colour... And I, because I looked it up, as Calvin Klein's beach house in the Hamptons. You weren't putting carpet on that. I wasn't putting carpet on top of that. So that was a bit of an anti-baby thing about the carpet.
1: Easier to clean vomit off of wooden floors. And then it started
0: to dawn on me that I was sort of being held hostage, that if I'd said no to a baby, he'd have left me without a second thought. And he'd been discussing this with his friend. So I woke him up. Do you really want to adopt a child with me, or are you using it as an excuse? I can't think of anyone I'd rather have a baby with," he said sleepily. "You'll have to get rid of the convertible BMW, though.
1: Why? Fresh air's good for babies. But what? Well, you just, you just what? stick it in the back, wouldn't you?
0: Yes, and put just. But didn't you think he was putting up all these obstacles?
1: Well, he just sort of was was organizing it wasn't it? it was sort of like it obviously and also you have to put this. this
0: into context he was having sex with other women already he was having sex with his yoga instructor and never mind telling me i had to get carpet over my calvin klein floor he always went to bed early because he had to get up o- early for yoga i can't imagine him getting up in the middle of the night for a baby because he said, I have to be up early for yoga. So I think all of this was displacement activity to try and start separating from me, using a baby as an excuse, where in fact he was having affairs with lots and lots and lots of different women. Well, no wonder he was bloody tired and had to go to bed early. Yeah. He was conserving his energy. And there was I going into the evening standard, working 14 hours a day. So we actually went through some of the adoption process and this woman came to inspect the house and she didn't say, are you going to get carpet? She thought it was all fine. And then I was leaving the Evening Standard at about 8.30 at night and I phoned him as I left because I always phoned him as I left. Yeah. And he said, if we adopt a baby, you can't work those hours. You're going to have to change how you work. And that was, that from the tone of his voice... I knew it was never
1: going to happen. So, hang on. So, you put carpet down on your lovely floor. Me get rid of my you car. You get rid of the car. You change your working hours. Does that mean he's going to step up, work more to make up the deficit in money? No. And also, he'd still get up at
0: six in the morning for yoga. And actually, he was in love with his yoga teacher. Julia Birchall told me that. Oh, And nice. he was always messengers telling his yoga teacher how much he was in love with her. So, I really object to the fact that someone used the baby to try and manipulate me and to try and ease themselves out of the marriage, why not just be up front and say, I'm still only 30, I'm still spending my wild oats everywhere, you're too old for me, you work too hard. Bye-bye. I want out.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, just be up front. But they need to have to give up the nice house... But he did have to give up the nice house.
0: And when I finally threw him out, when I was discovered he was having another affair in 2007, he came round to the house one evening, and he looked at the house that we were living in, as if he was seeing it for the first time, and he said, "Oh, this house is so beautiful." Because at that stage he was living in a one-room basement in Camden, which had rats, and he turned his rats into pets. He started feeding them.
1: Oh, with respect. So once fair. he respect. lost
0: me in the lovely house, he realised how amazing I was and generous and how beautiful the house was and he had everything that he wanted. Um, and I think often people don't realise what they have until they've lost it. No. And now he's in his late 40s and he hasn't had a child. So if he was that desperate to have a child that he gave me up, he would have had a child with someone. But he hasn't.
1: Well, and it's not like he hadn't practised enough, is it? I mean, it's not like he didn't have a good, you know,
0: opportunity. Yeah, but he hasn't had a child.
1: No. So I think,
0: you know, beware if you're with someone and they try and manipulate you into feeling guilty and they tell you they want a child with you because it's never going to make you stick together, is it?
1: No, and I think it's disgusting to use your age. If you get into a relationship with someone a different age group, then that's your choice. Don't use it against them. I mean, you know, all my boyfriends for years have been younger. I've not done over 30. Um, I've never once had someone use my age against me. Not once. No, but
0: he did. He
1: really did use my age against me. That would really upset me. It would really upset me. What a complete toss-up. He used to
0: make fun of my age. He used to say, oh, make sure you don't break a hip. He called me old lady So that was quite nice about my most recent boyfriend. He was actually older than me. So that was a first for me, really, to have someone who's older than me. And I didn't have to lie about how old I am. Nicola just made us a wet nappy face.
1: Yeah. I, I can't even do the same age as me. I mean, I just can't. I just can't. But you're coming back to the light side now. You're coming back to the light side with younger. Yeah, the
0: new one is younger than me, but, and he knows my age.
1: And but not silly young. Not not silly not, young. Yeah, not, he's,
0: yeah, he's not twelve. Not
1: sitting on the PlayStation, young. No. Yeah, exactly. With the reverse cap and the and the trousers down past their backside. Yeah. Yeah. No, an adult but younger, which is suitable for you because at the end of the day, I've been you, rebuilt. You've been rebuilt. You're bionic, pretty much. You've got loads of energy, you, you want to do loads. The
0: only problem with the new one is he's starting to read everything I write. It's
1: going to happen, I warned you of that. Like,
0: in the mail this week, I've written about the fact that your pets should sleep in bed
1: with you. Of course. I find it hard to believe that anybody... Doesn't have their dog
0: and cat on the beach. No, who shuts a pet downstairs? I have No idea. Ridiculous. I'd have the awesome. So on the bed if I, I could. wrote in the mail yesterday a very funny piece. It's in, it's on Mail Plus if you want to read it.
1: Yeah, read it because there's a little bit about the remote control that I'm never going to unsee. And it's all
0: about how my three collies sleep in the bed with me, and it's really useful if you don't feel like sex because Gracie, if they get up in the middle of the night to go to the loo, which is a rookie mistake. Gracie in her nest of my pillows actually growls before they get back into the bed, so they have to go off somewhere else. So, if you don't feel like sex, get a collie.
1: But honestly, there is nothing better that, like, my happiest nights are cuddled up with Zach. Do you know what I mean? My staffy, he died, but that was my happiest nights. He would get under the covers, he would nosedive under. God forbid the air should touch him. He had to have the covers on him. It'd be under. It would certainly be in between me and any any male presence. No chance for anyone to get anywhere near me. No chance. But I would rather have Zach. I would rather have him.
0: So I've written about how they're a great deterrent to sex if you just want to watch The Fall on box set. Love The Fall. T- to men wanting to have sex with you. Also... So, unfortunately, the new one read this... Oh, dear. ..and said... I can't see our sex life succeeding with three collies in the bed. So why are they going on to the man and reading my pieces?
1: And why are we talking about our sex life when we've had one lunch date? Yeah. Two forward. Two forward. So sorry to interrupt, Liz, but we have a very important announcement that might just interest your listeners. There's another
0: Mail on Sunday podcast, and it could change your life. It's called Medical Minefield.
1: Yes, where we talk about the ethical dilemmas at the heart of the health stories that matter the most. And that's with me, Barney Kalman, the Mail on Sunday's health editor. And me, Eve Simmons, the deputy health editor.
0: Find us at mailplus.co.uk. week lots of you get in touch telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch then go to lizjonesgoddess.com or tweet me at lizjonesgoddess.
1: Readers this week now. Yeah, really good. We've got a lot of people writing saying how disappointed they are that the tour's been postponed. Well, the tour's been postponed just because theatres
0: are still quite nervous they'll only be at half capacity and they're nervous
1: about new variants. And there's been a few closed down as well. So we've had trouble sort of like trying to get new dates elsewhere in the same sort of areas. So it just thought it would be better to start from scratch when everyone can just come and have a nice time. But yeah, lots of emails about that. And we had an email from Sinead. I'm very jealous of Sinead. Is it Sinead O'Connor? No, it's not. (laughs) It's Sinead in New Zealand. And she says... um, Dear listen Nick, I enjoy your podcast and column so much here in New Zealand. I listen to it on a Saturday morning walking my dog on the beach. That's why I'm jealous. And I'm sure fellow dog walkers wonder what I'm laughing at. I only wish you could somehow manage to produce one several times a week so we could listen more no. often. <laughs> Thursdays come around really quick, don't they? Recording day comes around really, really quick. We've been lucky here to escape the worst of COVID, both the illness and the protracted lockdowns. So we're sure the best as things start to open up and you can get back to normal life. And she wants to know where you got the lovely dog T-shirt you were wearing on your website. Am I wearing it on the
0: website? You
1: are. You're wearing the Wild at Heart T-shirt. You've got rid of me in that awful neck stress, have you? The next spotty dress? No, not yet. Because the next dress, the the next, yeah, the Zara, no Zara, Zara, the Zara spotty dress. No, she hates the Zara spotty dress, and they everyone uses it. I was only forced into that (laughs) by female. I wouldn't choose to wear it myself. But it's so funny because you hate that dress, and then everyone that uses pictures of you uses that bloody dress. But yeah,
0: so you your t-shirt. Well, I got the doggy t-shirt from Wild at Heart Foundation. Which is the fantastic dog charity run by Nikki Tipples, and that's where I got Missy the collie from.
1: Yeah, and they do they do sweatshirts. So if you go everything. on the Wild
0: at Heart Foundation website, you can buy one.
1: Yep, yeah, I've got my sweatshirt. But don't, <gasps> don't copy today. me.
0: Don't copy me though.
1: <laughs> and we've also got Tracy, who um, says that hi Liz. I was listening to you on GMB this morning, and I'm totally with you. on She was listening
0: bills. to me on Great Good Morning Britain. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yep. And she's never been able to have children, and her, her dogs are her life. They're her children.
0: Well, I was talking on Good Morning Britain about the soaring cost of vet bills. Yep. And how much? How they're three times more expensive than human
1: bills. Yeah, absolutely. And like, like you were, Grace, and like so many of us, she had a, a dog that, um, unfortunately, she lost, and she was in the vets for five hours. It was nearly a thousand pound. So she's saying she's not surprised how many animals are abandoned and left to die in pain. Um, She's got all her her dogs insured, but it doesn't help because they want the money up front. So they want at least half of the money up front when you go to a veterinary hospital. That's
0: a good point, actually.
1: it's, It's awful. So even if you're insured, you've got a problem. And Mary also was watching you on Good Morning Britain, and she says that she has got some great new insights from pet parents by YouGov, which highlight how high vet costs are having an impact on owners. YouGov poll shows that welfare of millions of cats and dogs is at risk at 40% of owners admit avoiding the vet, with high costs of leading calls. So 40% (coughs) of owners aren't getting help for their animals. That's potentially a lot of illness untreated, a lot of suffering, a lot of things going further than they should be when they could be sorted out early. That's shocking. You shouldn't feel you can't take your animals to the vet. We really need to do something. No, well the point
0: I made on GMB, having spent an hour doing my makeup, was that there shouldn't be VAT on vet bills. Twenty percent VAT on vet bills, that should be abolished because you're doing the right thing. But in the debate on GMB, I was up against Peter Purvis. Not Peter (laughs) Pervert, Peter Purvis who was the B- Blue Peter presenter 40 years ago. So I had to get in. Peter, I loved watching you on Blue Peter. And Petra,
1: Petra, his oh, German shepherd, I mean Petra. was like
0: my dog. And that just shows you how much we love our animals. And it we does. even love animals who aren't our pets.
1: It does. And I honestly think that we should have some government initiative that encourages people to rescue and adopt. I think that fees for if you rescue or adopt an animal the vet fees should have some sort of substantial discount
0: no vat no vat you can prove
1: you've rescued no vat that which will make sure that people will go to reputable registered charities it will make people go to to charities rather than buy from breeders it would do so much good it would do so much good so i think that's something the government really needs to get in place Mm.
0: Well, that's it from us this week. If you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, why not visit mailplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcast videos, opinion pieces and more. I'll be back next Sunday, but for now, I'm Liz Jones. And I'm Nick.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.